Welcome to Musician's Life Podcast. This podcast features interviews with a diverse group of musicians in different fields of the music industry, and my intent is that the audience will gain something from each guest's story. This episode features my conversation with Amin Z. Amin is a composer, multi-instrumentalist, and sound designer specializing in audio for TV, games, and multimedia. Amin also regularly produces and performs with many bands, including his own project, Spirit Kid. I sat down with Amin last August at his home in Los Angeles. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in the podcast app and leave a review. Also, please consider making a donation to this podcast on our homepage at www.andrewhalljones.com. You'll see a link for A Musician's Life. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please email me at amusiciansLifePodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at MusicianLifePod. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Here's my conversation with Amin Z. So that all of a sudden seems very loud. Seems loud? Hey, no, hey. No, we're good. Hey, hey. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Amin Z, it's great to see you, man. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Thanks. Thanks for, uh... Sorry. Thanks for coming here and, uh sitting down with me yeah my pleasure man nice. so we're out here on the porch yeah beautiful. beautiful what neighborhood are we in we're in echo park Echo park los angeles absolutely beautiful man um so i mean let's start with a little bit of some background information so where'd you grow up man i grew up in belmont massachusetts okay <coughs> a quaint um metro west suburb of boston cambridge yeah, yeah. um yeah i was born born around there and yeah and uh, okay. so, were your parents musical at all? Yeah, um, not professionally, but they both actually met singing in a chorus. Okay. And so I was always around music mm-hmm. um, growing up, and they love music and all, all types of music. And, um, and my dad, you know, dabbled in guitar and stuff, so we always yeah. had a guitar around mm-hmm. and keyboards and stuff. And uh, growing up, we had this Farfisa that I actually still have and got fixed, and it's, it's inside now. Nice. Here. Yeah, pretty cool. Nice, um, and my older brother played guitar and played music, so mm-hmm. again, always had guitars around. And cool. So it sounds like a lot of music in the home growing up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what were your parents listening to? Like, do, what do you remember hearing in your house growing up? I remember hearing a lot of. Well, my mom would listen to like a lot of classical music, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I think we'd listen to like oldies radio. Yeah. You know, um, which at the time was even kind of different than what it is now. They've mm-hmm. kind of shaved off some of that '50s stuff. Yeah. <laughs> which. Yeah. You know, growing up, I mean, maybe some of it was my own um, doing of like wanting to listen to that because I kind of kind of gravitated towards it. Right. Um, and a lot of uh, international music. You know, mm-hmm. Armenian by background, so a lot of Armenian music and. Yeah. Things like that. Like traditional Armenian music or like popular. Both. Both. Yeah. Both, yeah. Cool. Um, so what was your first instrument, man? My first instrument was piano. Okay. Um, started taking lessons around five or six years old mm-hmm. and learned a lot of classical stuff. Yeah. Uh, mostly classical. Yeah. Did yeah. you enjoy the lessons? 
I did. I I hated practicing. Mm-hmm. I really, I don't know. I think I would like cry and stuff, and yeah. like, not want to practice. Yeah. <laughs> during the week, but sure. I I loved actually doing it, and um, I'm so glad that that was my first instrument because it really sets an understanding of you know sure. music basis. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. basics. Yeah, cool. And um, so. What about music, like, in the public schools? Did you have, like, a like a middle... Like, did you choose a band instrument when you were, like, in fourth or fifth grade? So, okay, so I started... It's fine. Just keep going. I started playing piano, and, like I said, um, early. So that was, like, kindergarten. Uh, yeah. First grade. Yeah. And I think it was in second grade we were allowed... We could choose to play a string in the orchestral instrument. Yeah. And, um... And I chose to play violin. And I had one, um, well, because my grandfather played violin too. So, and I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I didn't really practice. I wasn't very good. Um, and that kind of, cha- that kind of, you know, fell off, fell off my radar. Right, Until right. fourth grade, and we could do, like, brass. Yeah. And that was really exciting to me. And I always remember this. I wanted to play trumpet, mm-hmm. but for some reason I chose trombone. Okay. I don't. I don't remember the the reasoning there, but I did okay. that, and that was cool. Except uh, I was pretty short and small, so yeah. it was hard to reach those low notes. I remember specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was. Those were the first. You know couple other ones and that that didn't those didn't really you know stick with me too much yeah so so then so did you kind of like just not participate in the public school music program after that or um after that um well i was in like chorus and stuff okay you know, and, and like so like moving into on. high school yeah, yeah. Kind of going into like middle school and high school yeah um there was actually a great my there was a lot of great music programs in in belmont mm-hmm. um, and in middle school we uh we had this cool class that was like keyboarding yeah um and so there was you know all these like i don't know i forget what they were they were like dx7s but like basically something yeah. like some sort of yep. uh keyboards and you know we'd learn to kind of use those and yeah so that was really cool doing yeah. that and there was like a guitar class at one point yeah but by that point um i had i picked up guitar mm-hmm. kind of on my own and um should I right. talk about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. um, so I picked up a guitar on my own, and um, because, you know, like I said, I used to listen to a lot of, like, at the time, the oldies station and stuff, and I loved rock and roll, mm-hmm. and I loved movie Back to the Future. Yeah. And Marty McFly played guitar and Chuck Berry and stuff, and that, yeah. and that was, like, I thought that was so cool. So I always wanted to be that guy. Sure. So um, then I kind of, like, discovered the Beatles around, like, fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And that prompted me to learn guitar, mm-hmm. pick up guitar, and kind of mostly learn by myself, really. Mm-hmm. I had these books that had, like, chord charts. And, yeah. again, I had the knowledge from playing piano already of yeah. understanding music. Mm-hmm. So I picked up uh, I picked up the guitar and, like like I said, learned the chord diagrams. And yeah. I remember the first song on guitar I learned was uh, Twist and Shout, yeah. D, G, and A. Yeah. And also, I saw her standing there. Mm-hmm. Those were the first, like, couple ones in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. Cool. So, um, so moving into high school, like, what was your kind of musical experience like? Did you have when did did you have like a band outside of school that you started to put together? Or 
Yeah, so that kind of started in middle school a little bit. Um, around like seventh grade, I had a friend and we'd kind of like play guitar together mm-hmm. and guitar, and he got a drum set mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. So we'd play guitar and drums. Right. And I was coming from the world of like basically only listening to like older music, or mm-hmm. old like Beatles and you know that that sort of thing. Yeah. And then he introduced me more to like current music you know like nirvana and stuff and i really got into like metallica and like yeah. nirvana and and led zeppelin which you know at the obviously was still old at that time but it was sure. new for me right so my musical taste kind of progressed from like 50s to 60s 70s and like kept going you know 80s um, 90s and yeah today. and today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yesterday um and uh so so we started kind of playing together and around eighth grade he was playing in he started playing with these other kids and like a, they had a band and like one day they asked they asked me to like come over and like hang out mm-hmm. and i forget what happened like maybe i jam i think i jammed with them a little bit yeah and i remember like my friend's basement and they all went in the corner and like had a little huddle they're like <laughs> hey man you want to like join our band <laughs> i was like sure yeah let's do it so we so i joined the band yeah um and a great movie moment kind of happened out of that, which was the eighth grade talent show, mm-hmm. which we had to try out for. There was tryouts to be in the talent show to prove that you didn't suck right. too much. Prove or whatever. talent. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a, like a battle of the bands. It was right. just like a kind of thing. But the tryouts were kind of like a battle of the bands because there was our band and this other band, and we were like the two bands, you know, of our grade. And they... Um, and I don't know why but we didn't have instruments. We didn't have our instruments or anything for these yeah. tryouts. Yeah. So they let us use all their, all their instruments mm-hmm. to try out. Okay. Which was this whole like thing. Everyone was there. Um, and what happened was, we got into the talent show and they didn't. So they <laughs> were they were they were really that talented. <laughs> they, you know, I mean, they, we were all young, you know. Right. <laughs> but but still, they. It was funny that they let us use use their gear, their gear and then yeah. and then they couldn't get in. Yeah, so I had to jump. I had to, I played. A, I remember playing in eighth grade. I think at a middle school, like a year end assembly in front of the entire school, and like some teacher like just let us do this, and we played Roadhouse Blues by The Doors, oh, nice. and you know like the last line of that song is like I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer, <laughs> and then you could just see like people like no, this is <laughs> this isn't what we had in mind at all, but. <laughs> crowd loved it anyway so uh, so you got into this band you played so, the talent so show. Played the talent show so we'll start about the talent show itself yeah so i wasn't the singer in the band i was mm-hmm. not i was i played guitar and the singer my friend matt and like the night before he came down with this like fever like mm-hmm. a terrible 104 degree fever whatever yeah. he couldn't do it mm-hmm. so they're like i mean like you gotta sing like you have to sing so i was all nervous but I had to step up and be the singer, yeah. you know, play yeah. guitar and sing in this yeah. band. And I did it. Yeah. And that was kind of, you know, the movie moment. Like, yeah. Blossom my uh, my yeah. career as a awesome, performer. Man. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And, so, you yeah. know, then, then we went into then high school and yeah. you know, started other bands and kept it going. Yeah. So throughout high school, you were playing with bands and um, like anything specific, like 
was it like a couple bands or were you were you um, writing tunes like what was your kind of role in these bands yeah so then going into high school i think it was like freshman year of high school yeah um some friends of mine had a band they had a ska band mm-hmm. and and i had a four track recorder and they asked me to record them that was going to be the thing i was going to like record their demo because mm-hmm. i can mess around with that or whatever yeah um so I went to do that, and that kind of turned into me being in the band. Mm-hmm. So, and these are different guys from the previous band. Yeah. So we did that and kind of formed a, you know, or I joined this band. Yeah. Um, which at the time was called Thai Food Mood. Um, <laughs> which qu- quickly changed, though. Quickly changed. We were called Formula One for a while. Also, awesome. terrible name, <laughs> but you know. I have to say the great thing about this podcast <laughs> is hearing the names of everyone's bands for their high school. Yeah. So like you had Thai Food Mood and Formula One. And it became Formula One. And then so Steve Dukart had a band called Token. Uh, I was in a band with Matt Finn called Union Groove. And my friend from Gloucester had a band called This is the Best, Chill Fever. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? <laughs> so anyway, sorry. So so Formula One. The Formula One, that was our band and we and we Thai food mood. Thai <laughs> food mood. I mean that existed. I had nothing to do that, with that. That's awesome. That's and awesome. I I was like, Yeah, sure. Um and that that was my first probably introduction to Thai food, which I love now. Mm. You know. Huge fan of Thai food. Big moment in your life. Always in a Thai food mood. <laughs> I think that needs to come back. Okay. Um so and, and so we started playing, you know, a lot of like uh you know, all ages shows and things like that. Like around um, Boston? Or? Well, yeah, it started kind of like, you know, playing in Belmont, like yeah. at the art center, there mm-hmm. was a big show or whatever. And we, we played and, and that other band, the previous band that we had like beat out, yeah. you know, they had continued and they also yeah. played. We were all friends and cool. frenemies or whatever. Got, they got some talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were okay. Um, and they, uh, and so that went on to, yeah, playing, playing around Boston and kind of what was cool about that kind of music was there was a whole scene for it. So we kind of got into this scene and were accepted, you know, there's a lot of young, other young kids doing it. Um, so that was, that was Formula One and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of turned into a, we had a little side project, which yeah. was more punk. We called that Sergeant Peterson and the Chicago Police. Mm. Um, cool. A little Ferris Bueller reference mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And that went on, and yeah, all throughout high school, and that's that's what we were cool. doing. So outside of the school curriculum, right, right. So let's talk about transitioning into into college. Like, uh, did you want to study music in college? Like, what were you interested in studying in college okay. when you were considering schools? Um, so I'll segue. I'll segue to that from. So as far as the curriculum stuff, yeah. then I, I also played in jazz band in okay. high school. Okay. Um, which I I got kicked out of jazz band. Because Formula One, our band, mm-hmm. my like cool band mm-hmm. outside of school, had a recording session. We were recording our first, mm-hmm. you know, it was supposed to be an album, it turned out to be an EP in uh, Malden or Medford or something. Yeah. And it was uh, this guy who like used to be in the band Boston and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was very exciting. Very cool, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I skipped a rehearsal to do that. Yeah. And I made an excuse, and I like, wrote this fake letter about like my like dog died or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I got in trouble. I got kicked out of jazz band. Oh man, that was their loss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was also in marching band and played yeah. bass drum and then tenor sax. Mm-hmm. I decided to play tenor sax, learn how to do that. Cool. Eventually joined the school band, did that. Nice. Anyway, so there's a lot of music going on. Yeah. Um, 
and going into college, um, there was basically two schools that I only cared about yeah. going to, and that was um, Berkeley College of Music mm-hmm. and Emerson College. Yeah. Which is what I ended up going with. Okay. I got into both of those. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I chose, I chose not to study music specifically mm-hmm. because I felt like I had a good understanding of music already, and I liked doing it. Mm-hmm. And I like, I remember thinking like, oh, well, I don't want to like ruin it yeah. for me, or, you yeah. know, which which is silly. And thinking back on it, it totally wouldn't have ruined it. Mm-hmm. But I thought it'd be cool to like. I was really into film. Yeah. And so I, I actually ended up going to Emerson as a film major. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. And, you know, in the meantime, was taking audio classes because a lot of them were kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And I was taking audio classes and film classes at the same time. And actually, by the end, ended up um, with an audio degree. Okay. I switched over. So audio, you mean like uh, like engineering? Yeah, engineering. There was a lot of classes about, like, kind of, um, you know, there's some technical stuff as far as, like, recording and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really, I was involved with the radio station there. Mm-hmm. So there's some of that going on. WERS. WERS. Yeah. Um, and, and we did a lot of, um, some of the classes were more, like, art-based, like, mm-hmm. listening, you know, like, how to listen and, like, listening. Like, okay, so there was, like, a kind of an, art installation uh, audio sound installation class which is like you know like an art ins- piece basically and how to like listen for that sort of thing and come mm-hmm. up with ideas and like you know noise as as sound, sound and yeah. as music and you know yeah. cool. um, so there's a lot of that kind of like expanding yeah. my mind in that way which was really cool cool critical listening stuff yeah. while you're in school were there like were you playing in bands outside of the school I was, yeah. yeah. Um, at one point, um, and a lot of this kind of developed out of, well, originally developed out of, um, it's fine. It's fine. Developed out of airplanes flying <laughs> over. Yeah. Oh, there That's it cool. Yeah. A little sound, you know, yeah. a little sound for yeah, you. Yeah, a little sound. Is sound design. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just pe- friends I knew from being in a band in high school. Uh, joined this other band, a more traditional uh, reggae, ska, rock, steady band mm-hmm. called Mass Hysteria. And so my first year of so or so of college was, I was in that band. And in the summer, we ended up like touring and toured the country and stuff. And that was really cool. Um, and out of the, with those guys, we started another band, you know, get another side project. And mm-hmm. that kind of took over called the Stearns. And I was playing in like at, at one point I was playing in like four or five I think five different bands. Wow! And in addition to being in school mm-hmm. and like you know having like a part time job or whatever. Right. So it was, you know, it was kind of difficult. Lot, yeah. It was a lot. And I and at a certain point I remember thinking this is too much and I kind of had to decide which ones I cared about more. Right. But it was, I've always enjoyed playing with lots of different types of of bands and different because mm-hmm. you always, you know, each one is so different not even just musically but like the personalities and like how to deal with it mm-hmm. and how to you know fit into this mold and i i really enjoy you know i enjoy writing songs and being a front man but i also i also enjoy being a accompaniment a accompanist comp- an accompanist yeah is that the word i think so okay edit i also enjoy being an accompanist 
which well is, said. Which is great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so just really cool to, to do different genres and different styles and yeah. play with different bands. So yeah, I was I was doing a lot. I was doing a lot. Cool. So then, like after you when you once you graduated from Emerson, like what was your next move? You stayed in Boston and like, where, did you get a job right away, or you started working in music? Um, well, so my last semester at Emerson, I did a uh, intern. They had like a program you could come out to LA mm-hmm. and intern. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I was interning with a sound designer um, named Frank Serafini, mm-hmm. who did like a lot of big stuff in the '80s and stuff. Did like Star Trek and Tron and like all mm-hmm. these movies. Um, so it's cool, like interning with him. And I was gonna actually stay here, but at the time I was still in a band in Boston, making an album. Mm-hmm. So after graduation, I moved back. Okay. And was doing that for a little while. And we toured and did some more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then that was kind of fizzling out. And at the same time, a friend told me that there was a job opening at a video game company called Harmonix, mm-hmm. which at the time had been making Guitar Hero. Yeah. And just put out the first rock band game. Yeah. Um, which was huge at the time. Huge, yeah. Huge, yeah. And that's what they were like hiring, like just hiring, hiring. Right. So I interviewed there and got a job. And uh, I ended up being there for like six years. Yeah. So what did you do? What was your job there? I had different roles throughout the time I was there, but kind of started off as a um, what they called an author, which I was transcribing. Basically, we'd get you know all these tracks of like popular songs. songs. Yeah, we'd games. actually get like you know the the multi tracks. Yeah. And um, so we'd get like the guitar part and have to kind of transcribe that for MIDI, which would work in on the guitar, on the guitar you know, on the, on the inter like on the actual yeah on the on the thing. on the guitar console. Like, and and when you see it on screen, those like we call them gems, like coming right. at you. Right. That's basically what the stuff I was inputting, and, like listening to the songs. So you're like basically translating the actual music into information that the ga- like that what is the game yes. uses. Okay. Exactly. Cool. And you know, eventually started doing like mixing stuff for them and yeah, more, more sound design work, sound effects, and and can you talk a little bit about like when the Beatles? Did you work on the Beatles? I did, yeah. I worked on Beatles Rock Band, yeah. Yeah. So did you, like, get to hear the stems from those Beatles <coughs> I did. I heard, yeah. There was, it was interesting because there were very, um, there was a lot of security going yeah. on with that. Um, so we kind of had these encrypted um, files that were, like, noisy. They were, like, weird. It was a weird thing to, like, listen to hmm. um, for us to transcribe that stuff. Because so like the, the on the Beatles and they took the files and like did something to it so it didn't sound like pristine. Yeah, interesting. And that's what we would kind of work off from, of. Yeah, yeah, which was horrible. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of like material, like um, outtakes and things, and like you know sounds just from sessions and right. and people. Some of the guys went there to Abbey Road Studios and recorded just like buttons of tape machines and things like that. So I actually did a lot of like sound design stuff, all the like a bunch of the menu sound effects. Mm-hmm. And, and you know when you press the buttons and when you're going up and down like I did all that stuff oh cool um, and it was super fun I mean I'm a huge Beatles fan so yeah. that was like excellent and also I had a, a second role on it which was called music research which mm-hmm. I basically I went there I, to, I went to my boss told him you have to trust me like I just this is like the one thing I know about is mm-hmm. like the Beatles like a little too much mm-hmm. like what guitars they played and amps yeah. and like whatever so I was kind of in, ch- in charge with a couple other guys of like making sure all that stuff was correct mm-hmm. and accurate. 
cool. as much as possible. Sure. Anyway. So like you mean the way it was physical, like represented in yeah. the game, like yeah, yeah, so when the guys see playing them, it, yeah, you see like them, right? Animated versions of them. Right. So you don't want to see like John like, playing a strat. No, unless no. it was on like Nowhere Man, for right. example, okay, so, which right. he did. You Interesting. Know? I didn't like, know. Was that the only time you played? I, <laughs> there was um him and George Harrison both got strats like during uh, Rubber Soul, I think. Okay. And um played it on a few songs. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you're kind of like a historical, like, I don't know, like, I'll probably edit this out, but nerd. <laughs> you, so you're, what you're saying is you were a nerd. Huge Basically. Nerd. Oh yeah. Cool. A loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But that was like my, that was my, like me in middle school, like not having any friends really. Mm-hmm. The knowledge that I acquired during that time really yeah. paid off. Yeah. So let that be a lesson to all of you out there. Yeah, I remember. be true. <laughs> My parents gave me a like a Kodak camera that like you had like eighteen photographs you could snap and like get it developed or whatever. <laughs> and then, like seventh grade, and like I took pictures i laid out every led zeppelin cassette on my bed and took <laughs> individual <laughs> pictures of all of them yeah, including the bootlegs which i had which i like coveted I, like bought some from some guy at like a beatles convention he like opened up a suitcase and had like led zeppelin bootlegs he's like i gotta take pictures of these I gotta- yeah i was like i was like honestly like led zeppelin live at nebworth the entire show oh, is nice. the coolest thing i have in the world nice. like the most precious thing to me but uh, Could you send that to me actually i have <laughs> yes i do have those i'm sure pictures. it's on on youtube or whatever now oh the nebworth thing yeah oh it's that like concert out. yeah yeah it's out on dvd oh, okay All um right. now but i did i literally went to a beatles convention in bridgeport connecticut where cynthia lennon was signing oh, autographs yeah. the beatles and, like, fest no, it was. I don't think it was a Beatles fest. It was like a convention in a convention center. It was like just people selling Beatles shit. Okay. And then Cynthia Lennon was there. Oh yeah. Okay. And you could like buy just like you know like it's like pre-internet, so like like dudes like selling bootlegs was like totally, a big yeah, deal. Totally. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. But so so harmonics. Um, so, do you want to talk about the, like wrapping that up, and then we're gonna talk about Boston bands a little bit, and then your move out here. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I, so after the Beatles, you know, there was the next big project uh, we, you know we did, worked on Rock Band 3 and all this other stuff and all this prototyping there was a few years of like just coming up with new ideas and new ways to like have fun with music and these controllers and um, in a game setting you know um, so there's a lot of prototyping going on which eventually led to um, working on a game called Fantasia Disney's Fantasia mm-hmm. um, so <clears throat> that was a long project I mean that whole thing took like three years or whatever when that wrapped up, there wasn't um, too much else left to do with mm-hmm. the company, yeah. um, and so the company basically had to like kind of downsize a lot. Yeah. And at the time, I was feeling like I was kind of ready for something new, mm-hmm. um, and I luckily got laid off. Mm-hmm. There was a big round of layoffs, um, which you know sounds bad, but it actually wasn't bad. It was mm-hmm. really good um, because it kind of prompted my move out to. Los Angeles, which mm. is what I wanted to do anyway. Cool. So I wanted to ask you about the Spirit Kid project. Um, so did that start like, like when did that start, and like how long? What's going on with that? Sure, it kind of started as a uh, well, it, it it's a solo project basically mm-hmm. of mine, and I was doing this thing called the Amin Z Band originally, um, which started in college. Even I was just writing writing songs and recording on my own. I I enjoy doing that, kind of playing a bunch of the instruments. Um, and when I when it came time to make a, a full length, I 
decided this needs a name mm -hmm. and spirit kid is the one i came up with and you know that turned into playing a lot of shows in boston and doing some some touring um, yeah east coast and actually coming out to la and playing shows out here mm -hmm. um and recording a couple eps and singles and then another the last full length came out uh in two two years two years ago three years ago mm -hmm. 2014 i think okay uh yeah. And you're working on a new one now? And I'm working on a new one. It's yeah. Since then, um, you know, it's kind of been a little slow. I, I don't want to say it's not my number one priority, but mm -hmm. it's not my number one priority to, like, rush something and, mm. and put out yeah. new music. Yeah, um, sure. You know, I've, I've put a couple songs online here and there, but yeah. I just want to really be proud of it and yeah. and be excited about it. Cool. So cool. that's that's uh in the works. And can you talk a little bit about like your move out to LA and what you've been up to out here? Sure. <clears throat> um so after Harmonic, so I moved out to LA and I right around the same time through a friend um in college from college through a friend from college, I ended up um getting asked to score a TV show mm -hmm. that was for Hulu. So okay. like it was a, you know, going to be an internet yeah. TV show thing, a whole series. And that was amazing. I was super lucky and cool that I got to do that. It's called Resident Advisors. Mm -hmm. It was about college and someone I went to college with and experiences of her being an RA. Right, right. <clears throat> um, so that was, you know, amazing. The timing wise, <laughs> the timing wise and just you know yeah for my career and for money and everything like so right. I, I was doing that for a little while um then you know at this at the same time kind of meeting musicians out here and yeah and there's there's a lot of people who moved here from boston other yeah. musicians you know and again yeah. it's like you just meet all these different people and it's so cool mm. and you never know like yeah. who is gonna be around longer in your life you know mm -hmm. like later down the line yeah and so like a random friend from Boston was like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, we need help engineering this session or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so through that, I kind of met all these other people and, mm -hmm. you know, in different bands here now and yeah. doing session work and engineering and producing Great, and, man. and playing in bands. And, and um, again, and through that, I got another pretty steady, steady gig working um, at a, a music house mm -hmm. doing music for so can you explain what that is sure um so it's called the company's called pico music and sound mm -hmm. and um a, a music house essentially is like a company that gets hired by let's say ad agencies mm -hmm. or filmmakers or you know people creating content who need music for mm -hmm. whatever they're working on whether it's a commercial or a TV show or a short or a documentary or, mm -hmm. you know, film. Um, and so, you know, we kind of work with them to come up with, we compose music for them, composers. Yeah, cool. And, uh, and that's, that's been awesome. It's been really cool to, to do, you know, pretty steadily. Mm. And I was doing it kind of freelance before yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I still am, I still am, but you know, it's, it's, it's really cool to work with a team, um, and write music for whatever needs to music written for sure. you know sure man um cool so i'm trying to think is there anything else that like about la or anything that you're like up to that you want to is there anything you want to mention like before we kind of wrap it up sure um <clears throat> what's going on in la what's going what's on going on 
Well, I just moved. That was cool. Got the studio, new studio set up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in a bunch of bands, been starting this new band uh, with three other singer-songwriters um, and a drummer. So there's five of us. Um, it's called Bebop Alula. Mm-hmm. Like the song, the old Gene Vincent song. Mm-hmm. And the idea of it is that there's four of us who write and sing. So we all share lead vocal duties and there's a lot of switching off. We all write um, a lot of harmonies and it's kind of a psychedelic pop influence, you know, yeah. similar world where, where Spirit Kid comes from. Sure. But, you know, evolved and with, we all kind of had the same kind of music, you know, love for the same kind of music mm-hmm. um, anyway. Yeah. Cool. And, and we all met, you know, doing, doing some sessions, and we're backing each other up anyway. So yeah. we started up started up a new band, and we're recording a full length now. Nice, excellent. Cool. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, Amin Z, man, it's real great to see you, and thanks for taking the time to do this, man. Thank you, Andrew. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. It really has. <laughs> and you know, Frank Champy is an asshole. I just I just want to put that on the record. <laughs> all right. Cool. <laughs> excellent. This episode was produced and edited by me, Andrew Jones. The theme song was a collaboration between Matt Pendergast and myself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in the podcast app and leave a review. Also, please consider making a donation to this podcast on our homepage at www.andrewhalljones.com. You'll see a link for A Musician's Life. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please email me at amusicianslifepodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at MusicianLifePod. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. And remember, time with music is time well spent.